My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Morgana Ray. She is an author, a speaker, a spiritual life and wealth coach. Hello, Morgana. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. I'm so happy to join you. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? I think even as a young child, and I was the very serious, deep thinking uh socially awkward child Mm -hmm. and at a very young age first of all I saw through the Easter bunny and the Santa Claus scam like from the beginning and I was thinking at a very young age questions about well what is it to be a human being what is the nature of reality and how do we have a better experience while we're here so I think that's where it began also a very uh, difficult mother who honestly passed away a month ago, uh, drug addict, narcissist, violent. And I think when you grow up with that kind of chronic trauma, it can sensitize you in certain ways. And I think a lot of healers come from that kind of experience. I don't say that it's a blessing, but I say that everything is useful. And our experiences, our victim experiences are sacred. Mm -hmm. They can be sources of power. They are certainly opportunities to soften us and give us empathy and compassion and respect for the experiences of other human beings. Does it always go that way? Of course not. But I think that was a big part of my journey. Uh, When I was a teenager, I was hit by a car in one of those instances where I was not in a car. Yeah. And I was in a coma for a week and I had a traumatic brain injury and I lost everything that I thought was me. Mm. Like my ability to to concentrate, understand things, memorize things, remember things, stay awake Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And my relationships fell apart and it became very lonely and a very, very long, dark night of the soul. And I found during that period, 
as thank goodness that our brains with neuroplasticity, we rebuild, we rebuild new neural pathways. Hallelujah. And I graduated from high school, even with this injury as a national merit scholar and went to Smith College and got my degree in religion because I'm thinking about Mm. what are human beings? What is reality? How do we have a better experience? Let's study what different people say about that. Mm. Uh, While my brain was recovering, my intuition sort of stepped into the gap And I started knowing things. So I'm like national, you know, national merit scholar in math and science. (laughs) And I'm knowing things before they happen as if they've already happened, hearing it, seeing it, feeling it, knowing things before they happen. And that goes towards who I am today. A compulsive helper, very big love for science and facts, and also a really strong intuitive side. And I think we life is just in our our expression as human beings is a dance between the two. Yes. And now for the last 20 years, mm. almost 21 years, I've had this weird niche of being this money manifestation expert. Not what I set out to do. That was not, you know, money. Ew, like... No, I want to save the world. I want to heal people. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't make a living. Big shock, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of was. Because I had, you know, the fancy degree. I had at least half a dozen coaching certifications. Master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and creative technologies And I had celebrity clients and mountains of testimonials and the website and the brochures because back in the day, we had these physical trifold pieces of paper that we called brochures a long time ago. Uh, Taglines, all this stuff. And in March of 2003, I was struggling to make $100 a month living in Los Angeles. I think, I think, we're more expensive than new you, New York City, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, doing everything right, everything I was told was right to do, and it was like I had superpowers of money repulsion, where I was public speaking, radio interviews, going to networking meetings, sending out an electronic newsletter in two thousand and two when nobody was doing that yet. And people wanted to work with me, but when it came time to pay me, you know, the breaks would go on and it didn't make sense. It was weird. It was heartbreaking. It was frightening because our ability to make money is really our ability to exist. When I talk about relationship with money, I'm really talking about relationship with life. And that means our lovability, our worthiness our power and our right to exist, our safety in the world, all of it, you can, it's tangled up in money, which is why it's such a sticky area of life for all of us. Um, so after taking this like Hail Mary last chance, because I was taking so many classes to solve the problem and hiring so many coaches to solve the problem and doing everything I was told, 
I'm doing it well because I'm a good student. Even, even, you know, when I had a head injury, I was a good student. And nothing was moving the dial. And I had just taken this class on overcoming sales objections where they teach you the magic words to say when somebody says, oh, I'd love to, but I don't have the money or I don't have the time or whatever. And there are just unlimited number of people out there who will who will teach you the magic words to say. I would say save your money and just look it up online. I'm sure there's a book or something that just has all the scripts there. But I, I take all the classes. So I learn the magic words to say when somebody said, I would love to, but I can't afford it. And being the good student, I said the magic words, magic hands right here. If you're of a certain age and you remember, oh my God, that like 70s magician who would do that. I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, I said the magic words and seven people in a row said that they would work with me. And by the way, these were all people who approached me. Like they knew who I was. They knew what I could do. They had seen my testimonials. They had talked to people who had worked with me. They wanted to hire me. I said the magic words, overcame their objections, air quotes, and they said they would work with me or they wanted to hire me. And seven people in a row didn't show up for our first session and didn't pay. And that was like that last person, that last rejection. And I ran out of hope. Like, what else is there to do? I felt so unwanted, so hurt, so angry, so betrayed by the universe. I felt like the universe hated me and I hated the universe back. And I didn't want to be here anymore. I just didn't want to play. I played by all the rules and it still didn't work. And it was just despair. And I share this because I know what it's like. And I know so many of us have been in that place. And it's a dangerous place. And it's a horrible place. And I remember that day. March of 2003, uh, getting stood up for that seventh time and just getting on my bed and screaming and crying and raging and pouring my heart out, hating life, feeling like there's no place for me in life. I can't make a living. Crazy thing is, is like I had this great reputation. All these people knew about me and I was living on credit cards and borrowing money from family. Horrible, shameful secret at that time. Never compare your insides to somebody else's outsides because you don't know. I've coached many of the biggest names in personal development. Stuff happens that you don't know about. But anyway, my story, when I cry myself out, I had two thoughts. The first thought was, maybe money needed to be my next area of spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, come on. I live in LA. Spirituality is like easy. It's in our water. So I thought if I can hide the money in the spiritual box, maybe then I could deal with it, which is actually a really good strategy. But that isn't what changed anything for me. The next thought was, what? is going on inside of me that can't be with money. I got really curious because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I was getting better results than so many coaches I knew out there who were making livings and had houses. Mm -hmm. So by the way, 
I am capable of feeling superior and inferior at the same time. Uh, the next day, I had a call with my coach. Get this. I'm making struggling to make $100 a month, which doesn't come close to paying rent or insurance or gas or food or cable or anything, but I still had a coach. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And this saved my life. Because on this call, and by the way, this is a coach. He and I had graduated from coaching school at the same time. Yeah. But he had a house and I didn't, right? And I was working with him for months. Brilliant, wonderful coach. And I would do everything he would suggest and nothing changed. Not his fault. The reason I say he's a genius was this session. And I just, even before that, I still have just so much appreciation and respect for him. Um, but on this call, instead of telling me what to do, because he was dumb too, I had mm. done everything. He asked me a really weird question. Unlike anything I'd ever heard before. First, he asked me like a normal coaching question, something along the lines of, Morgana, what happened with money with you growing up? And I thought of things that I hadn't thought about in many, many years. Mm family members fighting over money, stealing from me, even as a child. And I made a decision that I choose love and money was getting in the way of love. But that isn't what changed my life. It was the next question. He said to me, if your money was a person, who would your money be? Weird question. And in that moment, because I was in so much pain, I instantly saw in my mind's eye this big, scary, dirty, violent biker dude who terrified me, was all bad, wanted to do me harm, and I could feel it with every cell of my body. And it never occurred to me that I felt that way about money mm. until I made it a person. And suddenly, for the first time in my life, my financial situation made perfect sense. Because I could see it didn't matter what I did. Right. Every cell in my being knew that this person wanted to destroy me. And I had this moment of like imagining this, this sudden vision of myself being at a live event with this dude, the tall biker, nothing wrong with bikers. It's just this imaginer. <laughs> and I could see that I was keeping my eye on him all the time to create maximum distance between the two of us. And that's what I was doing with money all this time. And I was never consciously aware of it. The cure for any predicament, 99% of any cure is the diagnosis. Yes. If you're pushing away money or love or health, well, you're pursuing it and doing all the right stuff, but you aren't, when you're doing all the right stuff and you aren't getting the results that you desire and deserve, and it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. This is what I have learned over coaching for the last 30 years, coaching many thousands of people. You are probably protecting yourself from exactly what you want. 
You are not a failure. You are not a loser. You are actually really, really self-loving, self-protecting, and successful at creating distance between yourself and a threat. And it is a real threat or you wouldn't be doing it. Change happens at the speed of safety. If change isn't happening, it isn't safe yet. That's not your fault. And because you are the hero of your life, it is your responsibility to make what you want safe so that you can have it. Mm -hmm. So clearly this guy was not safe. And I knew that there was no way that I could let money in my life if it was that guy. I had to get rid of him. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. At that time, we just broke up easy peasy. That's not what I teach now because I've coached thousands of people and I know a lot more now than I did at the time. Uh, so I got rid of them. I got rid of the biker. Yay. <laughs> and I could feel the absence because it was the first time in my life that I was without that relationship. And it felt like this big, huge emptiness. And mm -hmm. I also realized I live in Los Angeles and I have no relationship with money. I just rejected money. And I live in LA and I need to have a relationship with money. Who could I want in my life so much that I'd be willing to have a relationship with this person, even if it's money, which may sound weird, unless you have at any time in your life been in a really, really, really toxic relationship. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't want to get into that again. Mm -hmm. So I knew the next relationship had to be the opposite. Who could I want so much that it wouldn't be this soul-crushing, rejecting, dangerous, evil that this guy, this old relationship with money was. It feels so much more real when we make it a person. We can talk about relationship with money for 30 years and it yeah. will be fascinating. We can talk about negative money beliefs and it's fascinating and it doesn't change because it doesn't have the reality that we have when we give it flesh. Then we know it. Then otherwise it's abstract and interesting, but doesn't really change. So I asked myself, well, who could I want so much? And because, and here's the secret, because I had already been feeling so strongly and I don't know who that is. Uh, that is money at my door. So anyway, I don't know if you could hear the doorbell. You can edit this out later. Uh, because I'd already felt, you know, the the monster and the grief and the the get ridding of get rid of money so strongly when i asked that question the opposite came up really easily and this new person this new relationship with money was this tall dark handsome romantic young man clean cut safe mm. loving in love with me dressed in a tuxedo carrying a bouquet of red flowers as if he was going to take me to the theater and wanted to impress me and wanted to woo me. Yeah. So wild, like, whoa, I never thought of money that way as wanting to be with me, wanting to woo me. And I could feel how tender his heart was. Mm 
Mm. And how safe he was and how, uh, how much he wanted to be with me. And in that moment, I realized, whoa, I don't have any clue how to allow money to be with me. So I asked him, and that's a really cool thing about making money a person is have a question, ask. So I asked this deliciously sweet hearted man who loved me and wanted to be with me. What do you need from me to allow you to be with me? Mm -hmm. Pause. This is a very different question than what do you need from me to love me? love is unconditional your money honey loves you unconditional unconditionally presence is conditional Mm -hmm. if i am pushing him away he will respect that if i am abusing myself that may break his heart too much to be around think of think of what how it is for you when somebody that you love is pushing you away or is hurting themselves. So I asked, I asked him, what do you need from me to allow you to be with me the way you want to be with me? Mm-hmm. I just got a package. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here's what he said. He said, I need you to love me. And I need you to stop treating me like a monster. Mm-hmm. And he said that with such vulnerability. And I, in that moment, had a sense of how much I've been breaking his heart all these years by pushing him away like a monster. And with just love in my heart, I understood it's, you know, it was fair. So I thought about instances of when people would ask me what I would charge and I would get all embarrassed and ashamed as if money was this shameful, embarrassing, hideous monster that I didn't want to have anything to do with and how that made him feel. And I, and I committed to not do that again. And what that would look like is next time he brought me, somebody wanted to hire me. I would say thank you to this wonderful, wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. And the punchline is over the next week, starting with the next day, four people hired me at double what I'd ever charged before. Mm-hmm. And I noticed because I'm nothing but transparency here, that the with the first person, I was so uncomfortable when they said, what do you charge? And I, and I said the number and I could feel every like muscle in my face and tongue want to talk them out of it, shove a sample session down their throat. And this is a person who I had given a sample session two months ago. I was so uncomfortable. I could feel like all these old patterns fighting their way up out of my throat. And I just had to notice them, mm-hmm. bite my tongue, take a breath, pause, state my fee, and then be quiet. Which you can imagine is the hardest thing in the world for me. Yes. Especially when they get quiet, that just means they're figuring out how to make it happen. And that, and then the next person Same thing, but a little less uncomfortable. The next person, same thing, but I'm starting to get the hang of it. The fourth person, okay, (laughs) I'm getting my (laughs) side. And they just kept coming and they've kept coming. And I started getting so many that I had waiting lists and 
group programs and my retreats. I wrote my books so people could coach themselves. Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation, number one international bestseller all over the planet. You can get it on Amazon. And my goddess retreats in Bali. And I have made millions of dollars since then. I own my own house in Southern California, and I am the person who was struggling to make $100 a month 20 years ago. Wow, that's a lot of information to take in, but I'm glad that you shared with us the story because this is really transformational. You know, a lot of people struggle what you struggled with 20 years ago. And it's not just something that, you know, we can forget about. This is in our face every day. It's a reminder how much of a failure we think we are, right? And again, like we label ourselves with this, uh, you know, different type of definitions of why we struggle. Why can we make as much as him or her, we always compare ourselves with other people. But again, we never look inside of us and never figure out the relationship that we have with money and why is, you know, is the way it is and why we can really attract more in our life. And with realizing what is it and if it's really something that you just described if we had this monster which is money person if we try to make it a person right and then no wonder why we don't have anything right if we just push it away if we repel it if we curse it every single day in our mind how can it get into our realm, I would say, right? It's just no wonder. But again, like it's such a mind shift when you start thinking about it as if you have relationship with, I would say, partner or, yes. you know, like a person in your life. And then you can just picture vividly in your mind like how can you interact with that person who that person can be how he or she looks like and what would be the relationship between two of you that will bring you this fulfillment this sense of love and worthiness and everything that you are chasing right and again like you mentioned love is unconditional but the presence of that figure in your life which we call money, honey, like you said, right? It is conditional. And it's, again, depends upon you, how you decide to work with that. Well, and there are two pieces to it. Because if your relationship is abusive, you don't want it in your life. And we need to get honest about that. The, the money monster is really, really important. And by the way, I've also done this with a love monster, Met my husband two months later when I was already 45. We've been married 26 times now in 21 countries. He says 27 times. We're going to have to go over the list and straighten it out. Uh, <laughs> um, because I have very good reasons to protect myself from love. And I've done this with health monsters, with clients who have chronic illnesses. And I don't, I'm not John of God. Like I don't, all I know how to do is coach and I've been very happy with 
client results. Um, I believe the universe gets our attention primarily through money, love, and health. And money, they're, they're, they're like spiritual teachers to get our attention to evolve us because we will all have pain in those areas, maybe all at the same time or one more than others. If it's money, it will get your attention faster than anything else because we can't live without it. And it does affect all the other areas of our life. And when we don't have it, it feels like we are unloved by life. Mm -hmm. So I call the process financial alchemy because alchemy is the transmutation of lead in human experience. And we, we use it to create gold. We transmute it into gold. So you can't just, skip the monster part and think of the money, honey, by the way, if you can, then do whatever works for you. That's always my disclaimer. I tried that with a client at his request 15 years ago. Mm. It didn't work until we went back and slayed the monster. It creates an energy. It eliminates creating the monster because it's already there and then getting rid of it eliminates the friction so that you can move forward without hitting protective walls. So the monster itself is kind of sacred, but it's all bad. It's everything that isn't right with life and not just about money. And this is the biggest trick. So if you're, if you're struggling, I am just trying to give you the cliff notes of what I've been doing on a daily basis for over 20 years. And I didn't know it and I didn't have the tool until it happened to me. And then I had to figure out how to make it work for other people. And I had all these clients. I wasn't marketing the money thing, but they were human. So they had money issues. So I would try it on them. And in the beginning, like it wasn't working. And I had to figure out why isn't this happening for you? And I did. And I figured out what needs to happen. First of all, you have to dig deep enough for the pain. And the pain is deeper than money pain because money is an invention mm -hmm. that we all made up. But what money represents is very, very real. And it's the like deepest, uh, most vulnerable issues of human existence. What money represents is love, value, safety, and power. Am I loved or and lovable? Am I valued and worthy? Am I safe? And am I powerful or helpless? So anything that has ever made you feel unloved, unworthy, unsafe, or helpless is where I want to look. That's the first step of financial alchemy. There are six steps. Uh, with clients, we'll start with the money stuff. I'll ask, why do you think you have a money monster? And we'll start with the money, but I've never, ever, ever found the monster in the money story itself. And I know a lot of coaches say, change your money story, change your life. Great marketing. <sighs> that has never, I, I have so many clients who went from zero who are now in the millions and tens of millions now. We never found the monster in the money story. We found the monster in the love, the worthiness or not being worthy, the not good enough story, the, the helplessness and, and the world not being a safe place, the violence, the illness, the accidents, whatever it is. Uh, that step one is uncover the root cause, dig up the lead. 
It's like a slingshot. You're creating leverage and tension to catapult yourself to where you want to be. But first you go in the, the direction of the ledge, the stuff you don't want. We want to create an extreme polarity. That's where the magic is. In the middle, a little bit of gold, you know, a little bit of money, honey, a little bit of money monsters kind of stuck in what I call money mud. So we want to go way into the monster. When you dig up the pain, then imagine that there is this entity mm -hmm. that I like to call the money monster. And we want to make it very human, as human and real to you as possible. It's not you and it's not your parents and it's not anybody currently in your life. That's step number two is you give personhood to the pain. You personify the money monster, all bad, not good. That's why it can't be you, can't be your parents. They gave you life, even if they're monstrous. The reason it's nobody currently in your life is, first of all, it's bigger. I like to say that the monster used your parents, used your abusers, used whatever it is that comes up for you that has caused you pain, has whispered in your ear the worst thing you've ever said to yourself. You make it outside of you because step number three, you are going to destroy it. Mm. Destroy it by any means necessary. Yeah, I broke up with my first monster. This is what works better. Annihilate it. You are saying you do not, to the monster, you are saying you do not get to exist in my life experience anymore. All the rejection, all the lack of valuing me and loving me, all the hurt, all the injustice does not get to exist in my life experience. Only one of us gets to exist. I choose me. And you annihilate the monster so that to the, so that it no longer any trace exists. No bloody bits reconstitute into a monster zombie later. Just when you feel it completely gone, you have completed step number three. Step number four, now that there's no monster, all that exists, all that's left. When the monster is gone, all that's left is love. That's it. That's all there is. So your new relationship with money, wink, is your new relationship with life. And it is love. This new person is love. And this new person loves you, loves you and chooses you over everybody in the world because this is your relationship. And we're going to call this person money because money is that area of life that needs our love and our healing. But if you want to use this process for your relationship with love or your relationship with life or your relationship with health or whatever you're struggling with, be my guest. It works. Step number five, we're almost there. Now you have a conversation with your money, honey. Steal my first question. What do you need from me to allow you to be with me the way you so obviously want to be with me? to the grand extent you want to be with me. And then step number six, I hinted at it, but I didn't really make it clear. Step number six is action, concrete measurable action. Action is magical. It takes all this woo-woo, airy-fairy head stuff and puts it in your body. What concrete measurable action are you going to do 
that turns your money honey on with a yes, let's do that. That lets you know that you are in this new relationship and it may be a money-related action and it may not be a money-related action, but it's something you agree on with your money, honey, and then you do it. And doing it gives you a win. It lets you know that you are committed to this relationship. Those are the six steps. And if I left anything out and I'm already thinking of all the things I left out because I've been cramming 20 years into like 40 minutes, uh, please go to my website, MorganaRay.com. I made it so easy for you. You can see the spelling in the window, MorganaRay.com. I've got a four-part money magnetic video series that will cover some of the stuff I left out. I have my money uh, money love quiz, easy peasy way to see where you are on your journey and then to make some recommendations. And I always include some free stuff in the recommendations of what your next step is based on your answers. And I have hundreds of articles and videos answering 20 years of questions on the blog. Go to my website. Wow. Yeah. So those six steps, I think once we start really uh, digging in to what was holding us back, what was that connection with money and how we can transmute it and bring love in our life and take that next action step with a new relationship then we'll see that transformation coming in. And I just want to like touch upon the, uh, you know, success stories of your clients. How long do you think like it's going to take once they start really, uh, you know, ha having a serious conversation with themselves and taking that action? Like on average, have you seen results within like a few months or longer? Okay, my client... The first answer is how long does it take? I have no clue. My client, Anna Gatman, uh -huh. had been struggling for years, exceptionally talented woman. And she did my money goddess retreat in 2021. And within two months, she made $1.2 million. All this stuff that was stuck shifted. My client, Perry, who started at zero mm -hmm. over the next three years, made over $12 million. So it can be that big. I never know what it's going to be or when. I have all these stories on my website, like uh, Alicia Zorn, who is a calligrapher in Oregon, was listening to me talk. I think she was actually working, if I remember the testimonial, she was working with my book. Mm -hmm. My book. Financial she alchemy. was doing the financial alchemy chapter and she got a phone call and a job offer while doing it. Um, and I, and I, I have a number of those. My client Leslie was uh, within hours of coaching her she well, it's a combination. She did the process on her own and made received a check uh, for a long time investment, uh, received like twenty thousand dollars, and then she received another check 
for, I think it was 30,000. I have to look on my website. I don't, you know, check up on me on the exact numbers. And then I coached her. So the self-study stuff, she was already, I think I had already made $50,000. And then I coached her. And within hours, she got a call for people who wanted to uh, look at a house that she had had on the market for years and years and nobody had even looked at. And that house closed for over a million dollars that weekend. So it can happen really, really quickly. Uh, the weird thing, which is, you know, among all the weird things that I've said so far, is I love the stories. They give me credibility. They give me happiness. If anything interesting happens if, when you do the process, oh, for please, please, please just send me a note and let me know. This stuff makes me so happy. But the really interesting thing is when I'm coaching people, that's like the last thing that comes out in the conversation is the money is like the money result. Because what shifts first is how much you love yourself and how good you feel about life and how life seems to shift and 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 feel different. And then the money stuff is like a really wonderful side dish. It's an important side dish, but it's it's sort of like the garnish, you know? And the real meal is your relationship with life. So that's actually the stuff that really makes me the most excited and the most happy are all the stories of people loving themselves more. And, and the money stuff kind of follows the love. And it's not a one-time, you know, one and done for life thing. It's a lifelong relationship. And there are layers and layers where we get opportunities to go deeper into relationship with money, love, life, and ourselves. Because that is the process of life, is just slowly, slowly, slowly removing more friction, more fear, more whatever gets in the way of our most powerful, authentic, truest, loving selves. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I see how it's really connected to loving life, loving yourself, and having that uh, sense of self-worth and also believing that you really deserve what you want in life, really, and allowing that to come in because that's what really stops us from enjoying this life. And I would say, please, be courageous out of self-love for yourself. Be courageous in digging up the monster stuff, digging up and bringing out into the light all the negative feelings you and thoughts and beliefs you have about yourself and then take them out of you and put them in the mouth of your monster. You know, just face there's a there's a there's a big push in my personal development industry, the high vibes only, you know, and 
and almost this threat that you will be punished for having negative feelings and negative thoughts. They are just part of being a human being, a fully expressed, feeling, tender human being. So proceed with self-care and safety. You do not have to re-traumatize yourself for this to work. But really look at where is the pain stopping you? Where do you feel the most unlovable, the not good enough, the most disempowered, and the most unsafe. And it can start with the specifics in your life, but you can draw and stuff from the world. There's plenty to choose from, especially if you're a healer or a do-gooder. You feel it the deepest. So acknowledge it and make your own victim experience a sacred source of power. And do it at your own pace. Again, I just want to say, you do not have to re-traumatize yourself. You don't have to get all of it. Just get enough to have a really juicy, giant, terrible monster. And then choose yourself. Choose yourself. Reject the monster so that all that remains is love. Yeah, I think this step of choosing ourselves, that's what's missing. I see like this is a missing link where we really imagine putting everything that's been painful for us, hurtful into that creature and in our head talking to that creature and saying that you're no longer welcome in my life. I'm choosing myself and this is the time where I let you go. And that could be very powerful. And that will create a shift. And I already feel that within me, even talking about it, because I know that we sometimes afraid of looking into our past, looking into our painful experiences, or maybe trauma that we had in our life. But without us being courageous enough and taking this stuff out, and like you say, we don't need to re-traumatize ourselves. Just understand what is it and putting that into the same creature and then having that conversation, that goodbye message will really affect what's coming next. And we are the ones who are going to create this life for ourselves. We need to understand this is a responsibility that we have. That's, I have a a friend, a peer teacher named Christopher Howard, and I don't know if he invented this, but I love this. He said, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility because we have the ability to respond. My signature statement is always change happens at the speed of safety. You deserve to be safe. If change isn't happening, something isn't safe. So be a courageous explorer and find out what you're protecting yourself from so that you can have the money, the love, the vitality and the life that you desire and deserve yes definitely and i'm so glad we had this conversation today and um, for those who would like to find you online how can they find you 
MorganaRay.com. That's my website. It is the mothership. It has, as I mentioned, the four-part money magnetic video series. It has my money love quiz. It has my blog. And it also, you will find my book, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. But here's something that you won't know if you only found me on Amazon, but you will know because you're in Anna's inner circle on her podcast is if you come back to my website and you go to the book page, enter your name, your email address, and whatever your receipt number is from Amazon, and you will get a bonus that is not inside the book. The book has links to, you know, secret links to videos and extra audio courses, but what it doesn't have is a link to a two-hour Q&A call that I did with hundreds of people just like you who got the book, started working on the book, and had questions. Yeah. I am my best when I'm coaching people because you come up with stuff that is so much more interesting than anything I could invent myself. So when you get the book, come back to my website, go to the book page and get the bonus Q&A. Wow. Thank you again for your gifts. And I'll put everything in the show notes for people to Thanks. find you online and uh, look up the book also. So as we close today, what would be the thought for our listeners? You know, intuitively, in your gut, in your heart, the life you deserve. And I would say, trust that. And I love your intelligence. I love your fortitude and that you do what you need to do. And if that's not enough, again, you deserve to be safe. Change happens at the speed of safety. Make what you want safe. And then let me know what happens. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your day. You too. Thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review i'd love to hear from you to check out intern store go to internpodcast.com stay tuned